This is definitively uncertain. Hi guys, welcome to Definitively Uncertain. I'm Adele Colbert, and today I have a guest with me. Hi, I'm Andrea Colbert. So, we tried to record an episode for today because it got deleted, and there's something going on with our Skype recorder, and Dad sounds a little weird, so Mom's going to record this episode with me, so we have something to put up today. Hi. Hi. So today, we're going to be talking about cell phones and our growing dependency. Okay. I was just wondering, what's your standpoint on cell phones? Do you think they're a good thing? Do you think they're a bad thing? A bit of both? Well, I think they're a very good tool. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And we are obviously very dependent on them. Yep. Um. Yeah, I, I guess a bit of both. Yeah? Yep. So, Dad told me a little about um, his experiences in school, and you guys didn't have cell phones in school. That's true. Our mm-hmm. first cell phone we actually shared. Yeah? Yeah. Is it a brick? Uh, not quite. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't an 80s cell phone. All right. <laughs> and um, so cell phones from a parent's point of view, how do you think it's affecting social skills with kids? Um, well, I mean, there there's a lot of good. Uh, for instance, Brody has trouble with reading and writing, and I think the voice recognition and uh, speech-to-text software is really powerful, and I think him being able to text his friends is a, a good thing, a positive thing for his spelling and his reading and his writing. Um, but on the other hand, uh, it can be... Uh, detrimental for a kid just to be sitting there on their phone and not talking to real people and having real experiences. Yeah, for sure. So when dad and I talked about this, he actually said the opposite about cell phones. Like you're saying it's a good thing for, for example, Brody to have this and have um, it um, be able to recognize his voice. But um, on the other side, um, I think kids are relying too much on autocorrect, so they're not really learning how to spell words. They're relying on autocorrect, just like, oh, this will correct it for me, so I don't really have to learn how to spell. Um, I I see your point, but this is is the world that we live in now. Mm -hmm. Um, The need for kids to actually write things down on paper seems to be confined to school. Like, most jobs that that you guys are going to have when you go out, and go out into the workforce are predominantly probably going to be done on a tablet or some other kind of device rather than paper mm-hmm. and pen. I get that. So um, you think autocorrect and stuff like that is helpful towards um, kids spelling and writing? Well, I don't think it's helpful. I mean, they should be learning, kids should be learning how to spell and and properly construct sentences and paragraphs and things like that. Um, And it's useful if it's used as a tool, but not useful if you're replacing um, if you're... Like replacing the skill of spelling with it? Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, um... 
So, <laughs> so, um, so, uh, yeah, um, the last time I had something related to spelling in LA was seventh grade. And from like eighth grade onwards, so eight, nine, and ten, the teachers were like, well, it'll just autocorrect it for you, so you don't need to know how to spell this word. Yeah. There's no excuse. And, in a way, I see that as lazy teaching uh, because they're not learning how to spell it. But my LA teacher, my language arts teacher, um, she sees it as you have this tool so you don't have an excuse to have spelling mistakes. You know what I mean? That's true. But autocorrect doesn't correct your grammar. Exactly. That's why, um, see, tomorrow we have to write an essay. And I'm going to do mine in Word so that it picks up on grammar mistakes. Mm-hmm. Because Word this... does that. Google Drive does not. Yeah. Well, and, and that's what I mean about that's uh, where we're going mm-hmm. in the future. Uh, people aren't going to be expected to know how to spell something because they can Google it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, it, you kind of you kind of have to go with with the times mm-hmm. like it would be unacceptable to use tools like this when i was in school because we didn't have them yep um but yeah i'm that's that's where the future's going mm-hmm. how do you feel about kids having phones at school i don't agree with that at all no no i think they're a distraction i think they the, you have the internet accessible to you at school already mm-hmm so saying that you need your phone to look up things is not accurate. They're, mm-hmm. they're not necessary. Um, and yeah, and just getting texts, even if it's from parents, is a distraction to kids when they're in school and they should be learning. So talking to um, texts from parents, um, one of my friends, we were in science and we were working together on a worksheet um, for chemistry or something. <clears throat> Pardon me. And she kept getting texts and her phone kept going off so she put it on vibrate and it just kept vibrating and then she got like five or six calls they were all from her mom about an emergency no see i i think that's part of the problem right there yeah um actually i was in a uh (laughs) having a hard time thinking of the word so brody got an award so there was an assembly at his school yeah that I went to and I was listening to the parents around me and one of them was talking to a, an eighth grader in the school who was getting an award as well. Mm-hmm. And she was asking her, did you get my text earlier? So the mom was texting the daughter while she was in school in mm-hmm. a, in a K to eight school. Like what, what's so important that you need to text your daughter while she's in school mm-hmm. it just doesn't make any sense to me that it's a distraction just like if you had your phone at school and you were texting me while I'm at work that's mm-hmm. a distraction for me if there's an emergency the school will call me if there's an emergency the school will call you yep. to the office do yep. you know what I mean so it, I don't see any legitimate need for a cell phone at school do you know that we have a mobile wi-fi for students for cell phones no. Yeah, so I have a an email linked with my school division, right? Mm-hmm. With that email, 
I could walk over to the school in town and go into the building and log into the Wi-Fi. I can do that with any school in my district. Okay. There's a Wi-Fi in every school for cell phones. Okay. Like even in the elementary school that I went to when I first when we first moved here, there's one in there too. And is there a need for you to access your email on your phone? Or are you able to access your email without your phone? Um, we are. There are several times that teachers have asked us for our phones, though, like, to be used. So, one example would be, um, in the first aid course, uh, that I took. Um, she got us to download an app, um, uh, like a first aiders app. And it's basically the manual in an app. And she's like, we're going to be referring back to this because this is what you're going to be using. Like, you're not always going to have your manual on you. So if you have a cell phone, go download this app. Okay. Yeah. Uh, another thing is, um, like, the gym teachers want feedback on the modules and stuff. So they have a QR code and you scan it and uh, you do the the thing on your phone. And you give feedback through that link on your phone. So teachers are expecting you to bring your cell phones to school. Yeah. And since I don't, I have to borrow from someone else. I have to borrow someone else's phone to do this. And what about students who don't have a phone because their families can't afford to give them a cell phone? They borrow someone else's phone for that. See, I think that's unreasonable. Cell phone monthly bills are expensive. They are. And there's no way every family can afford that for their children. Yeah. And for a school to expect kids to complete assignments through the use of a mobile phone that the school is not paying for, I think is very unreasonable. Mm -hmm. There are some things, like to sign up for my courses... I had to use someone else's phone for like to sign up for my gym modules because we get to pick. So there's three options each week and you get to pick out of the three options. I had to use someone else's phone to do that. And there's there's no other way to accomplish that. They wouldn't let us go get a Chromebook like because we have laptops, right? And they're like, well, other classes are using them. So just borrow someone else's phone. It's crazy, hey? It's very crazy because now uh, not only are the teachers expecting every kid to have a cell phone, mm-hmm. um, but the ones that don't, they're expecting other kids who do have a cell phone, who may have very strict rules not to let anyone touch their cell phone, they're now telling them to s- give their cell phone over to somebody else. Um, and to me, my cell phone, I, I don't see myself giving it to anyone else because I have sensitive information on my cell phone. I keep sensitive information on my cell phone. It's all password protected and fingerprint protected. And um, so he just handing it over to someone is is not something I'm going to do. So I, it's not something I would expect kids to do either. There was an instance where I had to use the gym teacher's cell phone to do something, to give feedback, because no one would let me use their cell phone. And, and you can't blame them for that. No. I was like, hey, I don't bring my cell phone to school. Can I borrow yours? And they're like, well, my parents don't want me giving my cell phone to anyone else. And I was like, yeah, that's reasonable. So um, I had nothing, like basically nothing to do. And I had to go to my gym teacher and I'm like, I have nothing to do this on. And she's like, well, you can do it on mine. Give me a sec. 
I, I find that very crazy. Yeah. So, say you have a research assignment when you're in high school. You go to the library and get a book, right? Yeah. So, my LA teacher told us to go get Shakespeare books from the library. Like, ones on Shakespearean language, not our Romeo and Juliet books. Right. And five of us get up to go down to the library to get a book, right? Me included. And everyone else is like, we can just do that on our cell phones. Why do we need a book? She's like, you can go get a book. And, yeah. I don't think there's been one class I've been in since grade 8 where someone hasn't taken out their cell phone in class. See, even even if you brought your cell phone to school, I would expect it to be in your locker during class. Mm-hmm. Because it's a distraction. Mm-hmm. Again, you guys have access to the internet without having your phone. So, looking up things online... You should be able to do that on the school computers. Yeah, it's not a legitimate excuse. Yeah. And there's, like, two computers in, like, every classroom. Yeah. There's, um, usually the teacher has their own laptop, and then there's one at the front of the classroom that connects to the smart board to, like, uh, like, it's, a, like, a projector you show things on it. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. Do you think now, um... That if you'd always been allowed to bring your cell phone to school, that you'd have the same attitude that you do right now about the teachers kind of being lazy? I'm not sure. Because you you kind of have a unique uh, perspective on it because you're not allowed to bring your cell phone to school. Mm-hmm. So I don't have it there, so I don't feel the need to have it there. That's right. But if you've always always had it there, do you think your perspective would be different? Do you think that you would be more on the side of, no, I need this? That's a hard question. I'm not sure, really. I think you would be. Yeah, I think I might be. So they're, essentially, they're creating a dependency. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure they are. And, um, yeah, that's kind of crazy. So, kids have their phones in class, and you don't agree with that, right? I do not. And, um, so, my teachers at my old school used to tell me, like, if they had their cell phone out, like, say my music teacher, for example, he'd tell us why. He'd be like, um, there's something going on at home, and I need my cell phone on me. Or, um, this is a school cell phone, like, to get in contact with other teachers, and I need this on me. Yeah. And that made sense. But last year, there was a teacher that came in, and I had done an L.A. presentation um, on a book, uh, Hound of the Baskervilles. It was Mm -hmm. a Sherlock Holmes book. And the teacher was on her cell phone for most of the time. And I was like... Well, she didn't tell us why she needs to be on her cell phone, and it looks like she's just scrolling through yeah. something. And, and yeah, we got a pretty crappy mark because she wasn't paying attention. Yeah. So do you think it's... She was a younger teacher, and I'm wondering if it's going to be a distraction for teachers as well. Absolutely. It can be a distraction for anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, the teachers I have are pretty good. Like, they're good about keeping uh, cell phones, like, it's a no cell phone 
area when you're in the classroom, but they don't do anything about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they'll say, put your cell phone away, like, 50 times, but they'll never take the f- phone away. Because, because they can't. Because there's going to be that parent. They're going to go home, and they're going to be like, my teacher took my phone. And then the parent's going to go, it's like, how dare you touch my kid's phone? You know what I mean? Like, they're yeah. going to be like, I pay for it. You shouldn't touch it. Yeah. And, again, that's part of the problem is a parent with a mindset like that. Mm-hmm. If you don't want your kid's cell phone taken away because they're using it improperly at school, don't let them have it at school. Yeah. That's how you solve that problem. Um, I I would expect... If you had your cell phone in school and you had it taken away, I would probably go down to the school and be mad, Mm -hmm. but I would just want the phone back and I would never let you take it again because that was my mistake as a parent to, to trust you not to use it when you're not supposed to be using it. There's one kid in my science class that gets told every class to put his phone away and like moved the table closer to the wall so his charger would reach his phone so it could sit on the table. Now, do you know, like, I know that the teachers aren't taking the cell phones away from kids like that, mm-hmm. but do you know if they're having a discussion with the with the parents on the side about things no like idea. that? I have no idea. It would, be, it would be interesting to know if at least those conversations are happening on the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. And, like, the school Wi-Fi blocks things like Snapchat, but people just go off the Wi-Fi and do snap- use Snapchat anyways, right? Yeah. Like... Well, they can't They can't control that, right? Mm-hmm. But that's, like, I talked to Dad today, and he that's one of the things he said. It's because now they can't be responsible for the kid being on Snapchat in class. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. So, another thing about cell phones is... Um, kids abusing them not in class but in the sense that they can be who they want to be over messages yeah so um dad told me that he told you (coughs) when we first recorded it that i was being bullied on the alternate accounts i had on instagram yeah and it sucked and i do wish i would have told you guys about it but those people never said anything to me in person it was no. all over 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 the phone. Yeah. Because they don't have to see me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like say it was you and me and I was the bully. I I if I were to see you, I probably wouldn't say the things that I would message you over. Yeah. Instagram or Snapchat or like anything or even like over text. Um it's it's crazy to me that People, especially girls, over social media are so malicious to each other over the phone, and then you see nothing in real life. Like, there's still the odd drama at school where people are talking to other people, but drama I've seen is, like, look what she sent her, or look what they sent this person, or look what they sent this person over messages or over text, and it's crazy to me, because... Um, you know, I was bullied when I was a lot younger, like in kindergarten, grade one, grade two. And, um, when we had our assemblies on bullying, there were like two kinds of bullying. There was emotional and there was physical, right? And then as time went on, we started hearing about cyberbullying 
and I think that has blown up more than any other kind of bullying. Absolutely. It's more accessible. Mm-hmm. And it it's so easy to be super brave and, and an asshole mm-hmm. when you don't have to look the person in the eye that you're saying these awful things to mm-hmm. or about. Yeah. Yeah. You can be you can be anonymous online. I know what you're talking about isn't really anonymous. Yeah. Um, but it it's the same kind of thing. It's a yeah, they they feel um, invincible. Mm-hmm. Because they can't see the person. That's right. Um, and what are the chances of the person who's being bullied confronting them in real life? You know, they, this is the person that they're knocking down. Mm-hmm. The person who probably has self-esteem issues and confidence issues. So the likelihood of that person speaking up or confronting the person... It's very low. It's very low, yeah. Yeah, like... There would be girls who said things like, I'm ugly, and that I shouldn't be alive, and then I'd go to school the next day, and they'd say nothing. Yeah. Like, nothing seemed out of the ordinary at school. I knew what was going on, and they knew what was going on, and probably whatever friends they told, and no one else. No teachers, no adults, no parents, nothing. Yeah. No other students. Because I didn't tell anyone. And the fact that these people aren't being called out in real life probably gives them that more that much more of a sense of a feeling of power mm-hmm. so they do it more mm-hmm. because nothing's going to happen to them it's not real mm-hmm. so um here's a question do you think it's more acceptable for kids to be dumb because they're using their cell phones more acceptable to be dumb <laughs> Like, they don't have to know how to read. They don't have... Because there's things that can read to them. Yeah. No, I see where you're going with that. Um, Birdie has tools that help him understand what he's reading and writing and and things like that. And I think they're great as tools. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have called out to to his teachers that they should only be tools. That it, it shouldn't replace what he actually needs to learn. So while I support him having them for when he needs them, mm-hmm. um, it's it's not acceptable for him to be relying on them. Because at his previous school, that's exactly what they were doing. And I think he's so much more behind now because they were allowing him to rely on that technology and not uh, uh, foster him learning how to do things properly. For sure. So, you know, as a parent, I call that out to the to the teachers like yes i'm i'm okay with this being a tool but nothing more um i don't think that all parents are like dad and i you know that there's three people in my class that have readers for tests they have readers like scribes like people who read the test to them okay we're in grade 10 and there are three people in my class who have people that read to them and one of them I'm a hundred percent sure it's just because he's lazy uh, are, <laughs> you say you're a hundred percent sure that it's because he's lazy how 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 did you come to that because he said in class that he's glad that people can just read to him because that way he doesn't have to learn how to read well okay 
I get where you might think that that might that that's lazy, mm-hmm. and maybe the kid just is lady lazy, but maybe he has a legitimate problem, and reading for him is a struggle and it's frustrating so yeah it's easier to have someone read to him and i'm not excusing that that kid should learn how to read Mm -hmm. because they should um but you don't know what that person's gone through unless that unless he's told you his personal experience you don't really know it so it's kind of unfair to judge okay yeah right based on and i'm not saying there aren't people out there like that because obviously there are um, and you know, some of it's learning disabilities, some of it's maybe the parents just not caring and the kid doing what kids do, which is taking advantage of what they can to make things easier for themselves. Every kid's like that. It's just, it feels so frustrating for me that people don't, that people are using their phones and their technology as an excuse to not read. It, I don't know if that's just because I like reading and I'm good at it because, like, that's, like, all I did. Um, like, I like to read and write and I'm good at it. And I don't know if it's just because of that that I'm so frustrated that people aren't using books anymore. But I am. It It's frustrating that so many people in my class were like, oh, we can just do this on our phone when the teacher told us to go get a book. Because, really, go read a book. Yeah. It's just, it's frustrating for me. I'm not sure if it's because I like it so much, or, I don't know. It just, it's well, frustrating. It, it could be frustrating to you because, I mean, to be honest, it's it's come easy to you. Mm-hmm. Like, reading was never a struggle for you. Yeah. So, you don't know how to... Um, uh, you don't know how to process what they're going through because you didn't go through it. Mm-hmm. And no one's really sat down that's had that problem and talked to you about what it's like. Mm-hmm. So maybe to get some perspective on that, that is something you could do. You could talk to someone who struggles. Mm-hmm. Maybe not Brody. Yeah. <laughs> Brody is still kind of emotional and and uh, outwardly frustrated mm-hmm. with his inability to to read at his grade level. Mm-hmm. Um, but he tries, you know. Yeah, and don't tell him I said this. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I'm proud that he's trying still. Because there's some kids that, when put in his position, just give up and take what what's easy. Well, I, I think he would if he didn't have people who cared about him pushing him to do better. Mm-hmm. And that that's the whole difference. Yeah. Like, kids don't just... Uh, not every kid knows to just fight for themselves that way. And mm-hmm. and that's what your job as a parent and as a teacher would be to help that kid fight to to have that basic skill. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's... Don't tell him I said that. <laughs> I'm not proud of him. I'm going to tell him right now. No, not allowed to. <laughs> what happens on the podcast stays on the podcast except for you except know, for all the people that listen to it <laughs> everyone who listens to it yeah birdie doesn't listen to it we'll be good <laughs> we'll be good so um you've never had to deal with cyberbullying because that didn't happen like in your age right that's right uh i didn't have a cell phone until i was about 19 i think mm-hmm. and again dad and i shared a cell phone yeah 
um, are you worried about it happening to Brody and I? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The, the internet is a monster that your dad and I didn't really have to deal with, um, Mm -hmm. until we were old enough to have a, a good head about it. Mm -hmm. Um, so you guys are growing up in a world that is very foreign to both of us. So, and and it scares the crap out of both of us Mm -hmm. because we, we see the potential for harm, Mm -hmm. which is scary. Dad and I watched a documentary. Actually, I think we watched two after what happened with my cell phone and the Instagram accounts. And I think because of that, I'm a little more wary of the internet because I've seen those things like, and dad went into detail because that's what happens and i was talking to people i didn't know right yeah so my friends talk to people on the internet who they don't know and they're internet friends that's what they call them yeah and i don't say anything but inside i'm like nope yeah because um I don't know if it's because you guys have exposed it to me or I was talking to people and I see that that harm that could be done that I'm so wary. But yeah, it's freaky to me. It's definitely because your dad and I scared you. Yeah. When when we found out about the multiple Instagram accounts, because that is the perfect tool for scary people to get to kids or to get to any vulnerable person. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to be anonymous. It's so easy to portray uh, the type of person um, that their victim wants to talk to. Mm -hmm. Because like, um, I was really confused about what I liked at that time. So I had an account, what that was like an LGBTQ account. And I posted like, support supportive like things and memes and stuff like that and i identified as pan like pansexual i don't know if you know what that means i do okay i talked about it in the lgbtq podcast so go listen to that one if you want to know what it means i'm not going to go into detail now but um with the people talking to me they see that and they're like she's a confused teenager and like, she's young, and she's confused, and she's vulnerable, and I know just what to say to make her trust me. hmm And that's really scary. That um, people like that are so smart and so observant to look at your account and be like, oh, this is what they like, and this is what they like, and they talk to you about the things that you like, and you don't even realize that those are the things you posted about. Yeah. You don't realize that and you're like, oh, we have something in common. Let's be friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's just freaky. Freaky indeed. It is very scary. I think with people having cell phones, stuff like that is more common than people like to admit. Yeah, absolutely. Because nobody wants to admit that uh, this tool and this brilliant thing has such a dark side to it. Yeah. And um, that's, 
I think that's part of the problem with our dependency on cell phones is no one's admitting that that part of cell phones exists. I wouldn't say no one is admitting that, but it it's definitely not talked about widely. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that people are trying to talk about it. I'm, I'm sure you have, you know, cyberbullying uh, assemblies and, um, you know, literature at school about um, internet safety and mm-hmm. things like that. I know, like I work for TELUS and I know TELUS has a program out there trying to teach kids about being safe on the internet Mm -hmm. and it's because of stuff like this so there are people out there who know this is happening and who are trying to make kids more aware because that's the most vulnerable people using this kind of technology Mm -hmm. um, who may not realize that what they're doing can be very dangerous there was something last year where um it was a kid my age but I don't know, I think I'd call him a predator because he was using other accounts to get pictures from girls in the school. Yeah. And I, like, that's terrifying to me that someone, well, everyone kind of knew he was a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> he was kind of known to be a douchebag, but um, it's freaky to me that someone at that age is thinking like that yeah it's like if i do this i can get these girls to send me pictures or if i do this i can trick this person into doing this yeah you know what i mean he's manipulative exactly and it's i i think it's because of that partly because of that internet exposure oh for sure because um like snapchat those photos disappear yeah. And it does tell you when someone screenshots it, but that doesn't stop the person from screenshotting it mm-hmm. and having it forever. Yep. And they can say, "Oh, I deleted it." But you're never going to know though. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where that education needs to start at home. Mm-hmm. Like dad and I have told you from the beginning, whatever you put out there on the internet, it's there forever. Whether you take it down a, a fraction of a second after you put it up or not, Mm-hmm. it's on the internet and it's there forever. Yep. And same with texting. Once you put that out into the world, once you put whatever it is out into the world, digitally, it's there forever. Mm-hmm. And if people are going to misuse it, there's you have no control over that. The only control that you have is over yourself and your own actions. Mm-hmm. And I think, I really think that that comes from the parents and it comes from the teachers. It comes from the the adults in that child's life that they trust, and if they're not being taught that, um, that that's where we run into to issues where people are sending, you know, kids are sending pictures that they shouldn't be sending. We haven't had any bullying assemblies at my school, no, ever, and there are posters up around the school that I've noticed, like uh, they're all like kids' help phone ones yeah so some say like um like do you have a problem that just won't go away like that you keep thinking about it um or like sometimes it's scared of coming out to your parents or to your friends yeah and there's one like i see it every time i walk by and i just keep thinking about like how stupid it 
must feel to that person to have that problem. And I walk past it every day and it says, um, it says, I sent one picture and now it's all over the school. Yeah. And I just like, that actually happens to people. It does. In high school, that actually happens. And it's because all these kids have cell phones now. So you can send someone you someone that you think like I'm not I'm gonna say you think you're in love with and that might trigger some people, but you're gonna send this to someone you think you're in love with and you think you can trust and they're gonna send it to their buddy. Because um some guys are douchebags and you think you can trust them so you send them a picture of yourself and then they send it to their buddy who sends it to their buddies and then it's all over the school yep. and everyone's hearing about it. And now you have a reputation. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's awful. Yeah. And a lot, a, a big thing I don't think that they really highlight when you're in high school is how small high school actually is in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Like we, we've had this conversation with you before, but for sure, you know, you, high school when you're in high school feels like that's your entire world and you know so if something goes bad and it follows you around for the next three years that you're in high school it feels like the end of the world Mm -hmm. but really that's such a small part of your entire life um and and I think that teachers and parents should be helping kids understand this is such a small part of your life um you know a lot of the stuff that you're going through now it it's important but it's not going to matter as much to you once you're outside of it. See, and I think teachers saying that this is important and will follow you for the rest of your life, they're talking about the education, but that gets in kids' heads that yeah. high school is going to follow you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the football star in high school is not going to be the football star forever. You know what I mean? Not unless they get good grades, too, and go to college, university, and... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just because you're popular in high school doesn't mean that that's you for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. The world is so much bigger than your high school. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. So, cell phones. Useful tool, but just don't be a (laughs) douchebag. (laughs) <laughs> just use it as a as the tool that it's meant to be yeah yeah and to all the teachers who always told me that i'd never have a calculator on me everywhere i go screw you <laughs> <laughs> i've got one right here oh that's funny <laughs> yeah so we done i think we're done all right awesome thanks guys for listening and uh, i hope you tune in next time bye bye Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you like what you heard today, give us a like and a share. If you've got any ideas for topics for us to talk about, give us a shout, either through email or on Facebook or Instagram at Definitively Uncertain. Hope you guys have an awesome day, and we'll talk to you next time.